You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. denied Jesus, the Lord showed me why. Praise the Lord. He showed me why he denied Jesus. Peter was the one who saw the power of Jesus. He encountered, he experienced the power of Jesus. A man toiled all night and not catch one fish. Praise the Lord. Fish, one fish, not even the um, tadpole. Do you understand? Not the tiniest of it. He didn't catch one. And then somebody steps into your boat in the morning when ordinarily fish cannot be caught. The sun has come out. So the fish can see better. They can see the net. It will cast a shadow. And then this person says, launch out into the deep. And Peter looked at him and said, oh God, let me just respect you. Let me just do it because he said it. And then he goes and then he catches so much that the net is breaking. Praise the Lord. To show you how awesome that encounter was for, G- for Peter was that Peter didn't eat the fish. He didn't sell the fish. He said, there is something about you. I'm going to follow you for the rest of my life. Praise the Lord. That's what happens when people encounter Jesus. And I pray that somebody will encounter him today in the name of Jesus. Because it will change your values. That I'm born again and my values are the same that it used to be. is a lie. It's the China Jesus I have. If you meet the real Jesus, your values will change. If you're a thief and you meet Jesus, go and ask Zacchaeus, what happened? From being a thief, a thief wants what is not his own to add to his own, isn't it? What did he now do? He took what was his own and began to give to the people it was not their own. When you encounter the real, the unfortunately too many people have the China Jesus. You know, anybody in Nigeria now knows what China has done to Nigeria. Let me tell you. You know, in my house, I've lived in the same house for about 18 years now. So I've seen a lot of things change, okay? So we've changed our doorknobs. How many live in their own houses here? Have you changed doorknob? The doorknob we met in the house was not beautiful. It was functional. It was okay. It was just good. I mean, you didn't take note of it. But in the last four, five, six years, by reason of age, they started spoiling. So we began to replace them. Now, when they replace them, they will bring these gold, beautiful, shiny doorknobs. Are you with me? And when they put them, it's looking so beautiful. You almost want to take pictures of them. The only challenge is that they are china. So while they are shining, they are not working. Are you with me? They are shining, but they can't open the door. You turn it, the door is still as it is. Is either the key will fall off or the spring, but it will still be shining. So many people have the China Jesus. They are making a lot of noise, but they are not changing. Their wives can't testify they've encountered Jesus. Their husbands can't testify. Their pockets can't testify. Their habits can't testify. Today, somebody will encounter the real Jesus. Amen. We are talking about Peter, right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So Peter knew the power of Jesus. He saw Jesus walking on water. I believe that thing Peter said was, let me be sure I'm not dreaming. 
Master, bid me come. Let me be sure this thing is not on this water. And Peter walked on water. Now, what happened? Put Matthew 26 for me, please. Matthew 26 from verse 66, quickly. Peter now followed Jesus after he had been betrayed by Judas. And he started walking. 66 says, what do you think? They answered and said, he's deserving of death. They're talking of Jesus. 67, just quickly. Thank you. Then they spat in Jesus' face or on Jesus' face. And they beat Jesus. And others struck him with the palms of their hands. Continue. And they said to him, prophesy to us, who is the one who struck you? And Peter was watching all of this. Now, Peter's out of sight. And then in that moment, they came to Peter and said to him, you are also with Jesus. You know what Peter said? Not this Jesus. I don't know this man. If you go on, continue, 71. Another person came. Said this fellow was also 72, quickly. Thank what does he say? Again, he said what? I don't know this man. You know what he was saying? He was saying, the man I know is a man of power. The Jesus I know, you can't slap him. The Jesus I know, if you try to spit on him, the spit will come back on you. That was what confused him. That's why I said, may we comprehend the scriptures. Because a lot of our failures are because we don't comprehend the scriptures. That's where we have issues. Peter said, no, I don't know this man. It was until the cock crowed the second time that he remembered that this was part of what they told him. And he became so sorrowful. I pray you will remember in your own hour. In the name of Jesus Christ. You remember in your own hour. Yesterday when we were praying, uh, Pastor Sam leading us in prayer, reminded us. It says that the scriptures tells us that this is what is going to happen. After you have suffered a while, not before, what is he going to do? He will perfect you, establish you, strengthen you, and then what? Settle you. He doesn't settle you until you have what? Gone through a process. There is nobody in the Old Testament that got a settlement before he went through. I used to think Solomon didn't, but his brother Donijah almost upseated him. But he didn't go through enough. He didn't cook well. His yam no do well. That's why he missed it at the end. Praise the Lord. So you can't help but love the scriptures. Because it opens your eyes. It's the program for the world we live in. Praise the Lord. The Lord said to me, this is why Peter said, I don't know this man. You see, even Judas, all of them. When Judas also saw what was happening, he felt so bad. He said, I've betrayed innocent blood. All of them believe that the power Jesus carried will not allow them hold him down. So Judas is on from his greed and his wickedness. That's where he came from. But Peter's on. When Peter was saying, I can't forsake you. How can? You are the strongest. So why will I leave you and go any other place? So, but when he saw his champion being beaten, he said, I don't know this man. It's not the Jesus I'm following. That's what he did. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Okay, let's read scripture of the resurrection so we know where. Mark 16 from verse 1. Now, when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, bought spices that they might come and anoint him. Very early in the morning on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. And they said among themselves, who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. 
And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe, sitting on the right side. And they were alarmed. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples. And Peter, praise the Lord. Can I tell you something about the disciples and Peter? You see, at this point, Peter had given up. I denied my master. Okay? But what is happening here is this. Peter was giving up because he felt he was too weak. He wasn't strong enough to follow Jesus faithfully. But you see, weakness has never disqualified anybody from God. Because like Paul told us later, his strength is what? Made perfect in our weakness. The problem many people have is not weakness, it's wickedness. Weakness is not of the heart. Remember, Peter said, if others deny, I will not. If others forsake, I won't. So his heart was right, but his body, his strength couldn't carry him. Are you with me? That's why that provision was made. Those who are weak can still follow the Lord. Why? Because the Lord is omnipotent. And he does not need your potency. He just needs your willingness. Peter was willing but unable. God's ability came and lifted him up. Go tell my disciples, Peter is sulking at home, bring him in. Because I know that he failed in his weakness, not in his wickedness. Judas failed in his wickedness and couldn't even wait. He committed suicide before the resurrection because his heart, the Bible says, if your heart condemns you, God is what? Greater than your heart. Okay, so go and tell the disciples and Peter that is going before you into Galilee. And you see him as they said to you. So they went out quickly and fled from the tomb. For they trembled and were amazed. And they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. Now when he arose, when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. And when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe. And after that, he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later, he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And the signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then, after the Lord has spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord walking with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs. Let's say amen. amen. Because we can move from celebrating to living in the victory. You know, to celebrate something is to rejoice it happened. Is to make merry that it happened. Praise the Lord. So today we are all looking beautiful. We are going to eat rice. We are going to... You know, wish happy, greet one another. It's celebrating it happened. Okay? But there's a level where you live in the reality of it. 
And that is what we must enter into. Amen. Now, quickly, before I just get into that, I want to ask us, verse 9 says something there that just caught me. The Holy Spirit was mindful to say something to us there. He said, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene. Does anybody know why? She loved most. In this kingdom, knowledge is good, but knowledge puffs up. Mary Magdalene couldn't have known one quarter of what the disciples knew. But her love was at another level. And the thing about love is that love does not ask how much. Because she was pursuing after a dead Jesus. Some people, they say, come and serve God. They say, what is in it for me? You're not married. You come to church. You can't remain in a church where God is speaking to you. Because you can't see a husband around there in the, sing, in the choir. You can't see a husband in the ushering. You can't see a husband in uh, Freedom Fellowship. So you leave there and go to another place. Because if I serve the Lord five years here, I've not seen any man that will come and marry me. You come to church and you look around and there are no business people to meet after service. No network. So people advertise church meetings which you meet friends. There will be networking. Mary was going to a dead Jesus. He can't do fish and bread miracle again. He won't raise the dead. He was dead now. But the love was so strong. Children, I pray you catch that kind of love for Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Okay, so we have, we are here to celebrate Easter, the resurrection of our Lord. And to celebrate means to rejoice, to make merry, you know. But I, I want us to go beyond celebrating, to taking advantage. During the week, I think it was last Sunday that we said, let this be a season we renew our faith. Amen. Let it be a season we renew our faith. And want to try and do that. So what happened at the resurrection or what took place, what we're celebrating is history. Is history in the sense that it is true. Amen? It actually happened. So for that we can celebrate. But more than history, it is actually still happening. Resurrection is still taking place. Praise the Lord. I was reading an account, you know, I don't know how true it is. Our passenger, a few of us may have seen it. He was saying the things that happened when he was in prison. He said in prison, you know, he did a few things. He was trying to say that anywhere he finds himself, he tries to be useful. So in, in prison, he built a church. In prison, he cultivated some, you know, um, empty piece of land and was able to get enough food to feed the prisoners. The, the third thing he said was that in prison, he ministered to one armed robber. So, so he said while he was in prison, they stopped preachers from outside to, from coming to the prison. Why did they stop preachers from outside from coming to the... Because some preachers had been coming and used themselves to cause some other prisoners to escape. So they came in their cassock. And when they finished preaching, they now increased the number of cassock. And some of the prisoners left. <laughs> you see, this is our kingdom. Eh? Anybody can use it until the day of judgment. So because of that, the prison authorities say, we won't allow preachers from outside so they had no preacher so he became the preacher and he said he noticed one particular man who would never attend the fellowship so he went to the man and said to him what's wrong attend that fellowship the man laughed and said listen he said i've killed so many people i've drank the blood of people i've caused so much harm there is no place for god in god for me don't bother so he said he left him and you know after a while he will also go and talk to him and he kept trying to talk to the man to encourage him. 
Finally, he said he left the prison. And two years, within two years, he became a president. And then this same man came out and started searching for Basanja. Long and short is that that criminal, that hardened criminal, is a pastor today. Why? Because the man who was that sinner, that terrible sinner, had been crucified with Christ. What happened is that a resurrection took place in him. Let me tell you, by reason of resurrection, there is hope for everyone. Are you hearing me? There is hope for everyone. And thank God he was captured in the events that took place. The armed robber that was hanging on the side of Jesus, one of them, he is also in heaven. One person that we are sure is in heaven is a condemned armed robber. You know why? Because the resurrection took place in him. And that resurrection is still taking place. I pray it will take place in somebody in the name of Jesus Christ. So the celebration is there. But more importantly to live in it. And I just want to give us a bit of a background. Okay so we understand what happened and why it happened. You know you hear Christians. You know mention the cross, the cross, the cross. How many of us you know you read the Bible the cross. And sometimes you're wondering. I really want to know this cross so I can catch it. You know some persons have tried to leave it out. You know by wearing necklaces with um, with pendants of crucifix okay so that way they want to keep the cross closed but what is it really about the cross let me tell you what it is about the cross you notice in the book of revelation when they are worshiping god in heaven what is the word they keep saying about god what do they keep saying holy 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 they keep talking about his holiness holiness is the number one attribute of god okay god is holy if you were not holy, he can be God. God is holy, okay? Holy, holy, holy. The Lord God Almighty, okay? Now, holiness does not stand alone. If something is, or someone is holy, then the next thing that follows is that he must be just. Are you with me? I can't be holy and unjust. It's not possible. In fact, the Bible so wants us to understand that, that he says, he that loves righteousness must what? hate iniquity so i can't be holy and just be nice so because of divine holiness god has to also operate divine justice praise the lord are, are you following me so let me break down what i'm trying to say you know a judge and say this judge is incorruptible okay now this same judge they bring to his court his son is involved in some criminal case if the judge you know because he has the power, excuses the son by some technicality. What will you call him? Can you call him just again? No, he's compromised. Now, God is holy. So, when God said to Adam and Eve, the day you eat of the fruit of the tree, you will surely die. When they ate it, God's holiness demanded that what? Justice will be. That's why they had to be sent out. Okay, so divine holiness produces divine justice. Now, when divine justice is compromised or broken, you know what has to come? Divine wrath. That's why the Bible says the wages of sin is what? Is death. So once sin came in, what was happening is that wrath was hanging on the head of man. Now, however, the Bible says God is love. Now, because God is love, love has an attribute that flows from it. Love produces mercy. Praise the Lord. 
So you have a mother who doesn't tolerate anything unclean. Okay? She doesn't even use the bathroom. Praise the Lord. She's just that, you know. This mother has a child. And then the child pulls on her. The mother does not fling the child away. Does she do that? What does she do? She lovingly takes this child, wipes him, keeps him clean, and then keeps loving the child. That is divine mercy. So divine love produces divine mercy. Okay? So now remember, wrath is hanging on man. But God is love. So this divine love has produced divine mercy. Now divine mercy cannot go to divine justice and say to divine justice, you know, say these people now are picking, make we save them. If divine justice does that, what was that going to be? Compromise. So divine mercy had to produce something else. Divine mercy had to produce divine sacrifice. And that's why the Bible says, who will go for us? Whom shall I send? That's why the Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. A sacrifice had to come because the wrath of God that was hanging had to fall on something. You see, justice cannot be waived. You don't cancel. Uh, if, you, if you follow the news, two governors have been um, uh, pardoned, right? So who is paying the money they stole? The way such things should be done is that if the president or whoever wants to forgive, he should bring the money from, you know, his, uh, what was that, his village? Daura Incorporated Enterprises. And first of all, refund the money to the states. And they maybe serve some years in prison for them on their behalf. Anyway, so divine justice has to fall on something. And it had to fall on man. Because man had sinned. But divine love says, we have to find a way. Divine mercy says, I love this man. And the Bible says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? You know, heaven was saying, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Man is about to be killed. Man is about to be destroyed. And divine mercy said, I will go. A sacrifice had to be provided. So the father stood back. That's why when at the cross at Gethsemane, the son of God began to pray this prayer. He said, father, he says, I know all things are what possible with you. He says, if this cup, if this pattern, if this path, if it's possible, can we find another way? But you see, divine justice must exercise divine wrath. And divine wrath has to be expatiated. That's when, when you say Jesus Christ has become an expectation for our sins. It means it was expired in him. The wrath was hanging. So Jesus was praying at that point. Father, is there a way out? Is there another way? And the father said to him, you know how it runs. We are holy. We are holy. And then he said, not as I will, but as thou will. And he went forward. So when Jesus went and presented his life to consume the wrath of God, what happened at that time is that a new thing had to be created. Something extra had to add it, come into the equation. It had to be divine power. Hallelujah. I'm going to, you know, conclude now. So, because the son of God was going to die for the sins of men. The Bible says, he who knew no sin became sin for us. So, he became sin. And because he became sin and the wages of sin is death, he had to die. So, Good Friday, he died. And when he died, the Bible said there was darkness all over. 
from the 12th hour, that's 12 noon to 3 noon, the brightest moment of the day became the darkest moment. Because something that could not be imagined happened. The earth shook, earthquakes everywhere. Because this has not been understood. What manner of love is this? That the Father has bestowed upon us. Even angels didn't think it was possible. But God demonstrated that love. When he died, something had to happen. Because now, God the Son has been crucified. But the Bible tells us something in Ephesians. It tells us about a power. About a power that had never been used before. It is called resurrection power. It says, which God worked in him. It said that work worked was talking about a new thing God had never done. It said, God created the heavens with his power. But resurrection could not be done with creation power. Because in creation, God spoke out. But in resurrection, it was something that God had condemned that had to come back. So, in resurrection, the power of the Holy Spirit had to be taken to the extent where he went into hell and raised Jesus Christ again to a newness of life. Today, you and I are invited to experience not creation power. Creation is the old level. There is a new power in operation. It is called the resurrection power. So when the preachers talk about the cross, they are talking about what took place 2,000 plus years ago. That the, the Bible says the prophets of old, the angels, they were saying, what is this thing God is about to do? Angels saw creation. What was it they didn't see? They had never seen resurrection. So when they talk about the cross, they are talking about the time when God operated at a level he had never operated because of you. So in one moment, divine holiness and divine love embraced. And humanity could take up divinity. Before, what was between us and God was enmity. All of a sudden, we could come into the presence of the Father and say, Daddy, Abba Father. We could come in without fear or wrath or doubting. Why? Because he has been satisfied. And listen, the, the story gets better. Because of the cross, I'm not coming as okay, okay, okay now from Namich in, in Anambra State. No. The truth is that every time you and I go before God, we have one heritage. Jesus. We are one tribe. That's why if you see tribalism amongst you as a Christian, you need to meet the real Jesus. Quit the China Jesus. Are you getting me? I thank God for, for me, you know, they, they say you shouldn't talk about yourself, but I don't know people's stripes. I don't know. I'm telling you the truth. I don't know. My PI knew his, I knew where he came from about four, four years after he started working for me. I didn't know where he came from. I just know people who are born again. You see, the Lord did this for me so much. I'm telling you this because this is Easter and you've given me per permission to take time. The Lord did this for me when I got born again. Because what happened is this. I read the scriptures. I saw that when I'm born again, I'm, into, I'm in a new family. Praise the Lord. So if I'm in a new family, then that means I'm not in my old family again. If I'm, not in, the, if I'm in my old family, then I'm not in my new family. Is that clear? I can't be evil and then be in Christ. Hallelujah. No, no, no. I can't have an affinity. 
It, it won't work. So when I got born again, I understood this. I mean, God just helped me. Yeah, amongst other things, I'm going to use a story to, to help, help us with that. I understood that I'd come out because I, maybe the Lord spoke to me, you know, very strongly. He said, come out from amongst them and be separate. And I will accept you. I'll be a father to you and you'll be my child. So I understood it. So I also read the scriptures. I understand that in this new family, you don't take your brother to the police station. I understood that. I read it. I saw. In fact, I understood in this new family that you don't go to judgment before the courts of, you know, the land. He said, you yourself that are going to judge angels. Can't you judge this matter amongst yourself? So I understood some of these things. So you know what happened? Somebody in church, somebody I respected, he was bald then. I was 20 something years. So you can imagine how much old. He was very spiritual. He used to walk spiritual. That's what I mean. He used to behave spiritual. He didn't used to raise his voice. When he comes to my house and my wife gives him food, he will do exhortation before he eats. He had a small Bible. He will open it, read a passage, and just exhort. I'm telling you the truth. This guy did me serious 419. Senior 419. The type of 419 that it wasn't one of. It was continuous. Now, what happened is this. My father told me this person would do me 419. But I said, my father... Is in the old family. I and this person were where? In the new family. So I disregarded what my father said. And stood by my new family. Why? Because he that is in Christ's word. Brothers and sisters. It got to the extent that. After he had done me the 419. Eh, there was a remaining one. Okay let me break. We were to export wood. If you remember in the 90s, there was a time that was the biggest business people were doing. The way people are doing crypto now. That was the crypto of then. So exporting wood, okay? So we are supposed to be shipping different containers, expecting millions coming in. I was the one bringing, he was the one buying the wood. You know, I was in Lagos, he was moving from Sapele, Wari, you know, Soka and all of that. By the time I knew what was happening, and it was as though things are not adding up. We had some in the warehouse that this my father has locked up. Follow the story. So that was my recovery. That if I stopped it at that point. Are you with me? Then he wouldn't take that last tranche. I'd already known he was doing 419. But I couldn't get to go and tell my parents and my brothers. That this brother that he and I are one is 419. So I didn't tell them. You know this guy went to my house. Slept in the house. In the morning, went and packed trailers from the warehouse. The last batch and disappeared. China Jesus. That's the type of thing he can produce. When you don't have the real Jesus, when you come into this kingdom, you're just looking for what to manipulate and get. In my simplicity, at least, I mean, I was foolish, yes. But doesn't the Bible say that the foolishness of God is wiser than men? I was foolish. But you know what that has done? In fact, my brother, the one that was particularly involved in this, is born again now. Because you see, listen, you don't, you don't know what it would take for somebody to be convinced that this thing is genuine. Some of you are too smart to be a witness. If anything touches you, you just bring out original, traditional wisdom. Wisdom from your forefather. You will not apply the wisdom of God at all. Is that what Jesus died for? I'm not saying you should go and be foolish. Don't say, Pastor, okay, I said you should be foolish. But Christianity will cost you. Are you hearing me? 
you just have to change. You can't listen to me. If you have, if that's the message I preach today, is there not? If you have this Jesus that we are talking about, that the resurrection power, the Bible says, if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that raised Christ, he used Christ from the dead, because when he says Christ, he's talking about all of us. That raised Christ from the dead. He said, if that sense we dwells in your mortal body. He said, he who raised him from the dead will also do what? Quicken. So, you can have this Jesus and your habits won't change. I'm touching somebody today. Are you with me? You must get rid of fake Jesus. You can have this Jesus and you won't look back and not recognize who you used to be. You can't. The resurrection power was not demonstrated for us to tell a story. It was demonstrated for us to be transformed. It was demonstrated for us to become a wonder. It was demonstrated for us to come into an environment. And the Bible says, these people have turned the world world upside down. That means what the world, that environment celebrated, they didn't celebrate. What that environment honored, they didn't honor. But can you tell the difference amongst us today? We can't tell the difference. Why? China Jesus. Is the China Jesus. It's not, it's not the Jesus that the cross is talking about. Brethren, the cross is dangerous. This, some time ago, another story. Some time ago, I think when we went to, to Israel, Momchi had one belt. I don't know for how long she had had the belt. And I don't know the things that were in the belt. These Israelis, if you see the way they interrogated this belt, they tore the belt open, searching. Now, what were they saying? I don't know what they smelled. You see, any bit, they, they said, if you have had contact with whatever, whatever. So we don't know whether the people who made the belt 10 years ago had contact. But the way they interrogated that belt, scanned the belt, you know, put things inside. Because, you see, if they can find any bit of whatever explosive material, you are in danger. Now, the truth is this. If you can encounter a bit of the cross, hallelujah, somebody. I said, if you can encounter a bit of the revelation of the cross, your life cannot be the same. You understand? There are two sides. Anybody who has seen the cross sees after death. You don't, you see, this life, praise the Lord. I told you there are so many things going on in my head. I said, I said, this Jesus, you're too much. Because you see, it's one thing for somebody to be a big guy, a big man, you know, while he's alive. Jesus was all of that. Then he died and then he rose again, became a bigger one. You see, when, when you encounter this, there's, there's a perspective to life you can. Nothing here moves you again. In fact, sometimes when, you know, I, I'm just thinking, I just ask myself, what would this value be to me when I'm dead? When you're dead, you don't know the car you're driving, that driving you. Do you know that? When you're dead, your pocket, if somebody wants to touch it, you can't do like this. <laughs> Are you with me? When you're dead, if they keep you naked, you don't do like this. You're dead. So can you begin to focus on the things that will matter? Not just now, but then. Is somebody hearing me? When people are dead, the only news is that they are dead. Nobody announces this man is dead, but he has a lot of money. It doesn't make any difference. Dead, dead cancels everything. This man is so poor, but he's dead. He doesn't, his poverty, he's dead, he's dead. There is a Jesus whose power doesn't just bless in life, but even more so 
in death. He said, I go to what? Prepare a place. The people who find this Jesus, who have received this Jesus, they say like Paul, he said, for me to die is what? I was telling some people some days ago, how do you measure your spirituality? If you're afraid of death, your spiritual level is low. I'm not saying you should want to die, but dying should be promotion for you. I don't know about you. Some of us here, we travel a lot, okay? And you travel outside of the country, and you really want to get out of your base. So you get out of your base, and you spend two days, three days, one week, two weeks, and all of that. And after some time, for most Nigerians, the very first thing you miss is what? You miss our food. Do you understand? You miss our food. You're, you're happy they're not taking life. But you miss our food. You want to come back home. Now, there is a home for you that has the type of thing that was created for you to enjoy forever. That's why they said in that place, there is no sorrow. There is no crying. There is no tear. There is no sickness. There is none of that. That is your home. What we are doing here is that we are given an opportunity to be witnesses to the resurrection. Every time a person becomes born again and he's not raptured, it is an opportunity to go forth and be what? Witness to what? The resurrection. Not witness to prosperity. Because how can I use the death, this thing we are talking about, and make a message of prosperity? Prosperity was in the world before Jesus came. Are you with me? And by evidence of what we have now, the richest people don't have the anointing. So how can the purpose of the anointing, I've told you the story here because I think I said it on Wednesday. I remember many years ago when I was still, I was a pastor then, when I taught this way. You know, the Paul says that when I was a child, I thought as a child. When I thought this way, I bought a Supra, sleeping on duty. You know those cars that when you want to flash light, the light will first wake up. Uh-huh. So I bought the car. It was a six-cylinder six turbo, 240 kilometers. I was just too happy with the car. So when I go to church, if he was here, I will park on the road. I didn't used to park inside. I'll park on the road. So when people are passing... They will know that this church, God has blessed them because the owner, the pastor, is driving Supra. But I realized recently that I bought the Supra secondhand from a Muslim who sold it to me because he was buying something better. That's how foolish I was. Praise the Lord. So we are witnesses what? To the resurrection. And the cross, like we said, came, had to take place because some major issue had to be dealt with. So when we read the scriptures and we begin to see in, in, um, in Mark 16, 15 and 18, it says to us, it says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That word gospel there simply means good news. What is this good news based on what we said? What is the good news of Easter? Have you thought about that? What is the good news? The Holy Spirit didn't allow us to guess. Let's go to the account in Luke 24. Let's see what the good news was. Have we seen this one? Uh, Mark, Mark 16, 15. Okay, yes, it's there. Thank you very much. Go into all the world and preach the good news to every creature. L- let's go to Luke 24, 46. B- because we're, we're celebrating, but I want us to live in the reality. Because this resurrection is not just history. It is happening now. Praise the Lord. It's live. Luke 24, 46. This is our Lord Jesus as well, speaking to them, another account after he had risen. For the five is where he said, he opened your understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. For the six, then he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. 
This is what we tried to explain at the beginning. It was necessary for Christ to suffer. He had to suffer with his stripes where healed. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. Okay? This was what was necessary. Now look at 47. 47 says what? And that what? And what? Should be preached in his name to all beginning at Jerusalem. And that what? Repentance and what? Remission of sin should be preached. Brothers and sisters, what this is saying to us is this. If I claim this crisis in me and I'm living in sin, I'm lying. Hello? And that repentance, repentance means turn around. And that transformation, that the power of God to change a man is preached in him. So if I find myself under the weight of something that, I'm not even saying the one somebody's telling you, something that you know is wrong, brothers and sisters, our Lord Jesus Christ says, when you fast, it means you should fast about that. He says, when you pray, it means you should pray about that. He says, when you give, maybe you should even give what's causing that problem. Eh? Dad was telling us the story of a man, a young man, who told him that, he said that, you know, Dr. Nuzo, said that he doesn't understand. He was working somewhere and then got a job at the oil company. So he got this job at the oil company. And he, he told Dr. Nuzo, he said, he said Dr. Nuzo, that he doesn't understand that he's, he's all of a sudden having problems with girls now. And that said, just lose the job. Just go back to when you were poor. Eh? See the way somebody's looking at me. Did he become Mr. Nigeria? He had more money now. And they were coming for, and besides, it takes money to, to fool around. Praise the Lord. Oh, it takes money. If you don't have car, it takes Uber. If you have car, it takes car. You know, it takes, uh, is it uh, Kilimanjaro? Or, they don't do Mr. Beast. Any guy here, if someone say, let me take you out to Mr. Beast, you'll slap the person a bit. But I took Momichi to Ghana High. How many of us know Ghana High Commission? That's our first date. That's why I married her. Now I'm a Navy man. I, I, like, I don't like money going out anyhow. Praise the Lord. And that repentance and what? Remission of sins should be preached. Any message that does not carry repentance and remission, call it motivation, call it challenging, call it empowerment, is not the gospel. As simple as that. It's not the gospel that Jesus died for. He's telling us, I'm not the one saying it. And that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer, be crucified, be raised on the third day, that what will happen? And based on that, that repentance. Why? Because all that investment God put, all that investment divine love and divine mercy and divine sacrifice did was so that you can become the bride of Christ. Do I have a married person here? If you're married, just wave your hand. How many of us here can sincerely tell me I love my husband, I love my wife, but I don't mind him fooling around, I don't mind her fooling around. Anybody that is telling you God doesn't mind you sinning. It's, it's destroying the fabric of your Christianity. Because in salvation, he's married to us. He wants you to be holy to him and he is holy to you. He wants it to be a relationship between both of you. Where you find pleasure from him. That's why he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing. So he, become, he takes the delight in satisfying your needs. You know the temptation of our Lord Jesus Christ. What, what really did Satan ask Jesus to do that was bad? But if somebody, hungry man, do miracle chop food, is he a problem? Eh? 
40 days of fasting. It shouldn't be seen. But you know what was seen in it? It didn't proceed from the Father. That's all. It didn't proceed. It didn't originate from the Father. Who are you, Satan, to tell me which miracle to work? That's the. That's what we are talking about. Those are dimensions of growth in this thing we are talking about. Praise the Lord. Another thing he said, uh, very important. I don't want to miss that. At the subsequent day, we'll, we'll do that. Is verse forty-nine, where it says, "Behold, I send what the promise of my Father." So that talking about the Holy Spirit, because once this reconciliation is done, then to put a seal on you, to put back what Adam and Eve lost, the Holy Spirit comes upon us. So the born again Christian surrenders his life to Christ, and then the Spirit of God comes in. So there is God the Father, there is God the Son, and there is God the Holy Spirit. And where is God the Holy Spirit? He's not in the atmosphere. So when we say I sense the anointing here, somebody's carrying it. Praise the Lord. Somebody's carrying, that's the way to pray. Somebody's carrying it. Believers are carrying the anointing. He's the seal of God. So based on what I've done, I send the promise of the Father on you. Let's see one more account and we round up because of time. John 20, 21. So we are celebrating the day, but we want to live in the reality. We want to appropriate what the day represents. John 20, 21. 21, 22, and 23. He says, so Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he has said this, he breathed on them and said to them, what? Receive. We talked about the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit, foundational and fundamental. Then 23, what does it say? He said, if you, the sins of any, they are what? If you retain the sins of any, brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but can I put it to you that the resurrection took place so that sin can be remitted? If we read the account in Matthew, the way he says it in Matthew is this. He said to them, Matthew 28, 18, I believe. He says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Okay. What is happening is that from the resurrection, from Easter that we are celebrating, God said, man, you have no reason to live without my pleasure. I want to reconcile you with me. I want to see to it that the things that blocked the road are taken away. That's why Lord Jesus Christ teaching us said to us, if you, if you continue in my words, you shall know the truth. And what will happen? And the truth shall set you free. God was saying, no more shall man cry. I'm finished, I'm finished. And there's no way, no. He said, when you make that cry, hear the gospel. And the Bible says, whosoever calls upon what? The name of the Lord shall be saved. There is no prison door that can shut anybody down again. Why? Because Jesus has broken down their headquarters. Are you with me? He has put virus in their system. No matter what the world has against anybody. Addiction. I've read of people who were addicted to hard drugs, substance, chemical. But by the name of Jesus, what happened? Liberty came. Why? Because the resurrection cannot be contained. Are you hearing me this morning? And you're not walking in total liberty. Don't be too hard on yourself. There's a process. All this I'm saying, it doesn't happen all automatically. But you know it's happening. Praise the Lord. You know what? Something is happening. Because every day, you're going to be seeing a change. 
You're going to be seeing a change. Oh, every day you're going to be seeing a change. Well, I, I was somewhere with my wife recently. And a lady was going up stage to minister. And then, you know, I turned my eyes away. My wife started laughing. Because, you know, what happened? The lady, what she was wearing was revealing and, you know. So when I saw it, I turned my eyes away. Not because she was near me. But because in the past, you know, from even as children are here. So I shouldn't say some of this. But, you know, as children, you want to see, you want to look. Eh? Don't shake your head. Just keep your head straight. But... As you grow in him, as the light comes on you, you see, there are some things now that you begin to see like Job sees. He says, I didn't even look upon. Are you getting it? It's a trans, trans, you, there, are some, uh, there are some jokes I can't laugh at. Do you understand? There are some things I can't comment on. Not that I'm too holy. I'm just more like him. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? There are some things I can't also tolerate because of justice. Why? Because not that I'm better, but I'm just more like him. This is what happens when resurrection, when the spirit of the resurrected Christ takes his place in you. Wickedness cannot abide. Things that are traditional to your people, this is the way we behave. Ah, these people, they like money. These people, they like drink. These people, they drink stoucha. All of that. By the power of his resurrection, there's a change. It's a new day. The resurrection morning became a new day for the disciples who were there then. Brethren, the purpose and plan of God is not that we'll come together and celebrate Easter. Praise and worship, voice of one God bless you, springs. It was awesome. The atmosphere was, you know, very electric. But beyond all of that, the desire of heaven is that Easter will happen in you. Let's bow our heads. History, it really happened. Jesus was crucified. Thus it is written, thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and be crucified. Jesus was crucified. 2,000 plus years ago, yes, it took place. Jesus, and he rose again on that Easter morning. Yes, he rose again. But today we are not called to look back at his rising then. The intent of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, is that you and I will be witnesses to his resurrection. That witness to his resurrection is not just that we say he rose. It's that we become evidence that he rose. And I want you to begin to say a prayer, first and foremost, in my life, the resurrection must become real. One of the things that happened that morning was that the women said, who will roll away this stone? And when you see stone in the Bible, it talks about the hearts of men. That's why the Bible says, if you're the hearts of stone, you will change and make hearts of flesh. So this morning, I want us to deal with some stones. And I want to beg you, please, I said all eyes closed. Please, all eyes closed. Let's give this private moment. Somebody's here this morning. And you know, you have been around church. But just something hasn't been adding up. I want to advise you. Can you switch hearts? Can you ask Jesus to roll away, to take away the heart of stone and bring a heart of flesh? A heart of stone cannot soak water. A heart of stone cannot receive the word. A heart of stone, keep it in the fridge, it's stone. Put it in the oven, it's stone. But a heart of flesh will adjust to environment. If it's in church for five years, you see change. But a heart of stone, after five years, stone in, stone out. 
This morning, somebody is being sincere and is saying, Jesus, as on this day that we mark many years ago, you rolled away the stone. Lord, I present my heart to you. Walk that walk in my heart. And I need to pray with you for that. Because you know that you have wished it many times. Then I want you to raise your hand anywhere you are. That today, you can bear witness that the heart of stone, Jesus has rolled it away. And what you have now is a willing heart. The psalmist said, give me a willing heart. Jesus, I want a change. I want a change. God bless you. Peter denied Jesus. And the Bible says he wept sorely. That's a heart of flesh. He didn't make excuses. He didn't say, but you know, he didn't do that. He didn't say that. That's a, a heart of flesh. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Please, could you put for me Luke 24? For us that are here, I'm also trusting God. That if there's any bit of the China Jesus that I have, that today I will go for the original. Amen? Because um, I don't want the desire of Jesus, of the Father, of the Holy Spirit to fail in my life. The Bible says in Isaiah 53, it says he shall see of the travails of his soul and be satisfied. What it means, sir and man, is that heaven is looking at your marriage. Heaven is looking at your choices. Heaven is looking at your business. Heaven is looking at your uprising and down sitting. And Jesus is wondering, am I getting value? Recently, what has started happening to me is that when I'm talking to anybody, I, I feel like Jesus is listening in. I'm telling you, I just feel he's listening. So I, I begin to say things that will please him. I begin to speak in a manner that will please him. I just feel my Lord is here. He's part of this conversation. I'm telling you the truth. He says he shall see of the travels of his soul and be satisfied. He says by his knowledge. That word knowledge means experience. My righteous servant shall justify many. Luke 24, uh, 29 please. Luke 24, 29. We, we have... The two disciples that were on their road to Emmaus. And as they journeyed in 29, they said to Jesus, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. They constrained him. Why? Because it was dangerous to be on the road after that hour. So their care and concern for this stranger said, You shouldn't be traveling by this time. It was dark, it was dangerous in those days. It was like Abuja Kaduna Road. And they said to him, stay with us. When daybreak comes, you can continue the journey. But look at what happened. 30-31 says, it came to pass as they took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. 31 says, their eyes were opened and they knew him. And then he vanished from their sight. The same people, look at 32. And they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road? So there's a level of heart burning. Are you with me? While he talked with them, their hearts were burning, but they still had fear. Are you with me? 33. So they what? Rose up. What does the Bible say? When? The next day. They rose up when? What was that hour? It was night. All of a sudden, night was no longer night to them. I declare transformation. The things you were afraid of, you confront. The things that kept you down, you walk on top of them. Why? Because you know him. You know the power. The apostle Paul says the power of his resurrection. I want you to lift up your voice. Anywhere 
that you have not risen. Today, somebody's rising up. Today, somebody's rising up. You're rising in purity. You're rising in sanctification. You're rising in consecration. You're rising in prosperity. Yes, the Lord will provide. He says, I'll supply. He supplies all my need. The, you're rising in love. You're rising in everything that Christ represents. You are rising up in the name of Jesus. You will not continue. Why? You have encountered him. The hour didn't change. What changed was their revelation. And my prayer, please, don't look at me. It's not about me. It's about you. I'm praying for me. I want you to pray that my knowledge of Jesus will cause a change in me. Today. Not tomorrow. Somebody, there's a fear of some infirmity. But the knowledge of Jesus, someone who raises the dead. Can he not heal the sick? Somebody who removed maggots from a decayed Lazarus. And cause the organs to come back to life. If oxygen is shut out from the brain for five minutes, ten minutes, the person is said to be brain dead. This one had no oxygen for four days, but he came back and knew to eat and knew to live and knew to exist. If that Jesus is at work in your life, sir, what are you afraid of? It's simply that you don't know him enough. Their eyes were opened and they knew him. And they got up the very hour and journeyed the journey. Not 30 minutes journey. More than an hour's journey. No fear again. Why? Because they had the revelation of the risen Jesus. Somebody is getting that revelation. And somebody is rising up. You will no longer look at yourself the way you look at yourself. You will all of a sudden realize he died for me. All of a sudden, you walk like he loves me. All of a sudden, you wouldn't need to have a child to be validated. You wouldn't need a marriage to be validated. You wouldn't need a bigger car to be validated. You have Jesus. And the Bible says, Christ in you is what? The hope of glory. You have become a champion because the champion, the Holy One dwells inside of you. Somebody today is rising up because Easter did not just happen then. Easter is happening here. The power of sin is broken. Some habits today after today. No more. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikina Okeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.